Hey, howdy, boys and girls. Welcome back. It is week 10 of the college football season, week 10 of the Carla and Crappy show that does usually match up pretty well. And the the, the next in line of our guest hosts uh, sitting in for Carla while, while she lounges around the house doing maternity leave or whatever it is that she's doing. Um, it, wow. <laughs> there i don't know I'm, we're, we're really lucky to get this guy because there i don't think there is there may be like two hours a day where he is not on the radio doing a podcast writing stuff uh about sports broadly um but but all but a, a lot awful lot about uh, college football um you know still including the uh uh, the uh, Cover 2 podcast, which I, I, I listen to when I can. Um, you will also recognize him from Bolapalooza. Uh, he's done that with us a few times as well. Guys, uh, say hi to Braden Gall. Hi, Braden Gall. How are you? Hi, guys. How's everybody doing? Um, honored honored to be sitting in uh, in Carla's chair. Um, yeah, and and just, uh, it, just great to be here. Great to be here, bud. It's awesome, and we we do really appreciate it. I know you were one of the first person, one of the first people to to commit when when we figured out that uh, Carla was um, going to take some time off. Uh, you were the first one to say, "Yep, I'll jump in and and, and do this." So we really I mean, appreciate it. I I do think it's a little soft though on her part to not talk about college football during maybe near the end and or just after pregnancy slash delivery and labor. Like I, I think, it, listen, it's 2021. Okay. It's a woman's world. I just, I just think it's kind of soft on her part, actually. Hard to, hard to argue. I, I mean, we did, we did get a pre-taped statement, a statement from her about Ohio state, Penn state last week. Um, that's, ah. that's it about it so far. Um, well, look, she needs time to consume the lattes and, and relax and, and rock the baby and it's okay. But it's a little soft, Carla. I'm just letting you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick <laughs> fights with you because you're not here to defend yourself. Well, and that's but you're you're in Nashville, so she's close enough to to like come over, show up there, and throw things at you. Um, yeah, she she which, can't which, do that with me easily. Which is terrifying now that you say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna start with as we do, um, not with making fun of Carla, although maybe that should be a regular part of the show from from uh, for the next month. <laughs> What, what was, uh, Braden, what was the best thing you saw in college football last weekend? Oh, man. That is such a broad question. Tis. Um, I, I mean, the the Big Ten is, is probably the sort of answer that ties all the different conferences, the entire storyline of the weekend, and, and the drama of the big games together. First time in, I believe, Big Ten history that they had two top 20 ranked matchups on the same I day. I think that's um, correct. First time that's ever happened. You know, Kenneth Walker was just outstanding. Um, he's leading the nation out 13 different times. He's carried the football more than 20 yards on a, on a running play, leading the nation in long rushes. Three of those were touchdowns, the great comeback. You know, Cade McNamara was great. The Penn State, Ohio State game was excellent. So, like, uh -huh. just thorough, thorough entertainment factor from the Big Ten. You know, Georgia's defense was the best thing I've ever seen this season. Uh, yeah, yeah, any, continues any, to be. Right, like any week you ask me that question, that would be my <laughs> like sort of like true answer. But I think the Big Ten was sort of what we thought it was going to be this weekend. It was mm -hmm. extremely entertaining, uh, minus the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, thanks for that oh. showing. Oh, um, But, you know, that, that was – I mean, it, it lived up to the expectations. Michigan, Michigan State was great. Penn State, mm -hmm. Ohio State was great. So I mm -hmm. think the Big – the Big Ten delivering in a big way this past weekend was awesome. Okay, um, I I I feel like 
maybe this isn't necessarily the best thing that I saw, but I, um, as, as the season goes on and I get more and more myopic about my, my college football, football fandom, um, I, I feel like I have a better idea of where Ohio State is now. Um, that doesn't make Michigan State any less scary uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. But it's, I, 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 Penn State was the best measuring stick that we've seen. Um, it, it's the best defense that Ohio State has played so far. Um, and, and you could see where there are some struggles against that, especially in the running game. Um, and, and CJ Stroud, uh, for the first time kind of looked like a sophomore, looked like he was a, a, a new guy. Um, that's stuff that, that, uh, can be fixed. We have that with a couple, we don't really have any tune-up games left, uh, at Nebraska this weekend, uh, Purdue at home, uh, the weekend after that. And then we've got uh, Michigan state and Michigan back to back. Um, I, but I feel better. Uh, I, I, I feel like this is not as mysterious as it has been. Um, sure. I would, I would love to see the offense look like it did for the last three weeks, but, uh, to, to the, to the fans who are sitting in the stadium around me, um, Penn state's defense is very, very good. Maryland's Rutgers, Indiana's is not. Um, and that, and that showed, uh, both in the, the last three results and, and this weekend too. So the round Robin is going to be nuts. Um, it's, yeah. I, I don't know why the big 10 doesn't manage to do this every single year, but, uh, that, that, that last part of the season is, uh, is going to be, as entertaining, um, maybe not all at the same time, but as entertaining as, as Saturday was, I think. I I think you're you're right about like I still think Ohio State, and I know the this is our first week of the rankings, and yeah. I, I I have Ohio State pretty clearly at number three in the country. Okay. okay, I don't think there's any debate. Like for me personally, I think they're the best team in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have Georgia one, Alabama two, and 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 Ohio State three without even like really thinking about like, those would be my three. And then I would have a lot of discussions and debates in my head and arguing. My wife would look at me strange while I'm talking to myself in a room (laughs) with yellow, like red yarn all over the walls. Cause then it begins. It's like Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Michigan state, Oregon, Michigan, Uh huh. you know, like there's a lot of good teams in there. They're all kind of about the same, really good teams. Um, Mm -hmm. I think to your point, uh, you know, tune up games is an interesting term. Nebraska is not particularly good but they play really close game. Exactly. They have a dynamic quarterback and a veteran defense. So that's like a good test. I think, I I mean, Mm -hmm. I think Ohio state should win easily, but that's a good test. Purdue's of course, good enough to, to beat a lot of good teams. So like, (sighs) I I don't think there's anything close to Michigan state or Michigan on your schedule left between, but those are not, this is, this is college football. Mm -hmm. Anybody can beat anybody, but mostly in college football with the exception of a few teams and so almost every conference game is, is a tune-up and a challenge. And I, what's, what's funny is I think Ohio State's the best offense in America. Mm-hmm. I do think Penn State offered some really interesting challenges. Yeah. Long, you know, running the football was a bit of a struggle. I know Henderson had a big day, but like 70 of that came on one play. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They were very good in the red zone, Penn State was, which is sort of what they're known for. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very good defense. What I, what I found myself doing the entire game, uh, aside from enjoying – Penn State's ability to come back from like haymakers because that yeah. that's really that's really what was impressive was that they would take a big punch and actually come back and mm-hmm. you know if Ohio State finishes a few drives in the red zone that game is not even as close as it looks yeah but uh, again I, I want to clear my throat here I think Ohio State's the best offense in America yes uh, but all I all I found myself doing in my head was playing out each play as if Georgia's defense was in place of Penn State's defense. 
like a national championship game situation because I, I right mm-hmm. now I would probably pick Ohio State and Georgia to play in the national title game. Okay. If I had to, if I had to project now, Bama could could throw a wrench in there somewhere, but if Georgia beats them, they're maybe eliminated, and all of a sudden we've got you know Georgia will crush whoever the four seed is. Mm-hmm. I think Ohio State could be a two or a three, and then they're playing. Um, you know, we don't know who they're playing, but I would like Ohio State in that game. So I can see Georgia, Ohio State, best defense, best offense playing in a game. Mm-hmm. And to your point about CJ Stroud, the offensive line, like some of these small minor details that you sort of are, you raise these questions because mm-hmm. when you're talking about the national championship, you have to split hairs. You have to sort of look on yeah. the margins. And I just, I'm watching that game going like, I don't think this offense would beat Georgia's defense. And that's not a knock on Ohio State. I think they're the best offense in the country. I just, it's just, it's just disgusting watching Georgia play football. (laughs) And so I I feel like, well, it's such a chaotic season. It's such an amazing season. It's, it's so 2007. I love it. Iowa losing to Purdue as the number two seed in America is like the most 2007 thing you could think of. <laughs> and, and I still think it's probably going to end up being like Oklahoma, Ohio state, mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I still think it's going to be Ohio state and Georgia potentially in the championship game. Okay. Okay. I, I, so. I, I, I agree with what you said about splitting hairs. And that's, that's why I, 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 I like the fact that I have a better idea of what Ohio state is right now. Um, I not beaten Georgia. Uh, if if they're playing this this Saturday, no, it, it didn't happen. Um, could that stuff be improved upon, corrected by the time January rolls around? Yeah. Sure. Um, so I, I having a, a really good read on 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 where my Buckeyes are right now um, is a is a helpful thing for for me. Uh, you brought up rankings. Uh, we're taping this on Monday. Uh, the first college foot, uh, the playoff rankings come out tomorrow. Um, we have a current uh, AP top four of Georgia, Cincinnati, Bama, and Oklahoma. Um, are, 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 are the, the first playoff rankings going to look like that or are they going to no, be different? No. Okay. No, but this could already be wrong by the time you're hearing it. Yeah, it's um, totally possible. <laughs> I, I think, I think the committee, hopefully, and this doesn't apply to just week one. This applies to the end of the season and every ranking in between because they don't all, none of them actually matter until the last one. Obviously people know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the committee looks at it a lot more with a, with a lot, lot more scrutiny than the AP voters do. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Um, I do think that traditional sort of zero is better than one in the last column thinking mm-hmm. will, will probably keep Michigan state ahead of Ohio state Mm -hmm. until they play. I, you know, if the true definition of the job is who is the better football team and your argument is, I think Michigan state is the better football team and would beat this Ohio state team on a neutral field right now today, then that's fine. That's great. I think that's a perfect argument. I think that's the point of the job, Mm -hmm. but, but if you believe that Ohio, and I'm not talking about projections, I'm talking about just who's better today having watched them through nine weeks, who's the better football team. I still think it's Ohio state. So mm-hmm. I, I Cincinnati, like if you're going to knock Ohio state for maybe sort of messing around with Penn state, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, they didn't blow them out. Well then you, you, you can't look at Cincinnati messing around with one in five teams, one in six teams and not ding yep. them for that too. Even if they didn't really win by seven against Navy, they won by 14, but like, whatever, that's not even close to covering the spread. So Winning by 14 over a one in six group of five team, that that's going to be the problem Cincinnati faces the rest of the way. Yeah. Like I, I know the style points matter is such a cliche, 
But when you play a, and this is not to insult Tulsa and East Carolina and Tulane, I love Willie Fritz and and Navy and these, like it's just not the same thing. The, the grind, week in and week out, it's not the same, man. It's mm-hmm. just not. And so Cincinnati mm-hmm. has to, they have to do extraordinary things to show us that they are an extraordinary team, not just a team playing in an average conference. And right. that, that is not the same as playing in the Big Ten East. That's just not. <laughs> if, if, if Michigan State is 11-1 and one at the end of the year, they will, and they only losses to Ohio State, they will have a, in my opinion, they will have a significantly better case than even Cincinnati at undefeated. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I would say that about a two-loss Texas A&M team, maybe. Yeah. I would say that about maybe a one-loss Notre Dame team, except they lost head-to-head. So, like... Yes. Even even the Notre Dame loss head to head, I could still look at the other eleven weeks and be like, Notre Dame's other eleven games are wildly more impressive than all of your other eleven games, and and that's what the committee is going to have to do with Oregon and Ohio mm-hmm. State, because Ohio State right now looks like the better football team. Well, they mm-hmm. lost at home, and Oregon didn't have their two their, their two best defensive players. So, right. the committee's got some fascinating decisions and dynamics and struggles to work through as the year goes along. It will all work itself out. It's, it, yes. al- it always does. Um, <laughs> I, the one wrench could be if Oregon figures out a way to stay, if they can run the table and be a, a 12 and one pack 12 champion, they are, I think they're actually the wrench, not a wake forest. Who's not going to run the table or Cincinnati. I think Oregon's the team that, because a one loss big 10 champion is not getting left out. It's not going right. to happen. Right. An sec champs not getting left out. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati's not going over a one-loss Oklahoma champion. I don't think mm-hmm. that's going to happen either. So I just you start to go down the list and you go, I still don't know if there's a path for Cincinnati. I just unless everybody loses and there's two losses mm-hmm. across the board, okay, things still have to work out. I think for Cincinnati to get in. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know. Do you do you do you agree with Ohio State, I, and Michigan State right now? Like, who's yeah. the better football team in your opinion? Yeah. Um, uh, based on what we saw last weekend, uh, I think Michigan state's a more complete team. Um, and, okay. and with, uh, they, they had a, uh, they have a, they, they had a stronger, uh, they had a good non-conference schedule. Um, not great, but good. Uh, they've, they've, they have handled their business. Um, and, you, trust the, you trust the quarterback play against the Ohio state team. That's going to make you score points. Um, Maybe uh, they were, they were, they were, I mean, they Good were answer. able to score. It's, it's a different, it's different situations. Um, and, and, you know, they don't, uh, Michigan's not going to force you to keep up uh, when, in, 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 if you're talking about traffic, but, um, but they, they, but that's they what did what they needed. They, they did what they of, needed to do. Uh, they, 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 they kind of did though. Cade McNamara is throwing yeah. for almost 400 yards. Like I was watching that game going, this this looks like a Big Twelve game. Like, why are there so many? <laughs> why are there so many explosive plays? What's going on here? And it, and it, frankly, it's what made it so enjoyable. Yeah. But Michigan did force him to keep up, and the difference was Kenneth Walker, frankly. Mm-hmm. And then Cade McNamara. Let's be honest, Cade McNamara, who I think proved a lot of things, answered a lot of questions in that game. Also missed a, a pretty wide open touchdown to win the game. Yes. So <laughs> I, I just like. He did miss a couple of big throws in the fourth mm. quarter that had chances to win the game. So again, I don't my I expected Thorne to dramatically outplay McNamara, mm-hmm. and he did not, mm-hmm. and that's that was a concern for me. So now I have more questions mm-hmm. about Michigan okay. State's quarterback than I do Michigan's quarterback, which I never expected to say out loud. 
Um, I just I, I I put a lot of credence in the notion that a, a team uh, figures out how to win um, in, in a situation like that. Um, maybe maybe the quarterback play is is not as good as it could have been. Um, maybe you're you know you've you've got a, a talented tailback who's gonna who's gonna you can you can lean on and, and get you through those situations. But they figured out how to do it. Um, yeah. When Ohio State played Oregon, had shots to win that game um, and and yep. did not. Uh, maybe maybe you say the same thing for Penn State on Saturday. Um, I, I I put a lot of credence in that. So. Quarterback play may may maybe not be comparable, but um, you know, and the, the the guy who won at the end is is uh is the one that you look at and think, oh, okay, okay, yeah. And I'm just to be clear because I think the the common re- response to me, Michigan State's fans' response to me saying Ohio State is better is going to be, well, I get why do we even play the games? Like, I guess I put <sighs> I put stock on the what's actually happened on the field, and I I just think. Losing a very evenly matched close game with a high mm-hmm. level opponent is very different than losing twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Michigan State, like I don't I actually look at Michigan after that loss to Michigan State, and I actually think they belong exactly where they are in the rankings mm-hmm. because of what happened in that game. Yes, I know they lost and Michigan State made the comeback. But if you think Michigan State's number four or number three or a top five team, yeah. Michigan's basically exactly even with them. They just showed us that on the road. So they have to be pretty the same thing with Oregon and Ohio state. One, one loss to a high level opponent in an evenly matched game. Mm-hmm. If you played that game over again, it, it's probably 50, 50 every time okay. you play it. So yeah. Yeah. My, my view on one loss to a high level opponent is that it's almost, it's not quite the same as a win. It's not, but it's way different than two losses. It's yeah. way different than, losing 24 to seven at home to Purdue. It's mm-hmm. way different than like, it's just, I, I just, you have to, I use a lot of context when it comes to one, one loss, two losses is a trend. One loss can be a fluky thing happening in one game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep that thing about, you said about Oregon in the back of my mind, it's going to make me nuts for the next uh, four or five weeks. So I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Stop, stop um, running. Just stop. They're going to run left, dude. They're going to stop. Oh, just stop man. it. Jeez. Um, we have, we have a few fun games to talk about. Uh, one of which AJ may talk about simply because it's got the, the kind of over under number that he, he likes to see, but um, we're going to let AJ take us through his, a uh, group of five slash pack 12 slash whatever else that he is that he wants to talk about report right now. AJ, go. Hello, boys and girls. It is this week's uh, group of five pack 12 after dark report. Uh, I'm coming to you live uh, af- post playoff rankings. And uh, it's absolute garbage that they didn't put Cincinnati in the top four. There's no reason to not do that. They put in an Oregon team that's looked shaky as heck. For the last few weeks, to be fair, Cincinnati's also not exactly looked great over the last few weeks. But that's not the important part. The playoff is not the important part. Remember that. Keep that in your soul. It's time to go through this week's games. We're going to start on Thursday. Georgia State at Louisiana at 7.30 on ESPN. Uh, Georgia State, by beating Georgia Southern, claims the GSU acronym for 2021. But can they keep the momentum and upset a very good Louisiana team with Billy Napier, their head coach, getting or Louisiana's head coach, Billy Napier, getting a lot of burn for a lot of jobs in the Southeast? Unlikely, but possible. Keep an eye on that one. 
Friday, Utah at Stanford, 10.30 p.m. on FS1. Just a real nice late game to, to take you into the weekend. Stanford very clearly has established themselves as wet fart against Kansas State, Stanford. They've had a number of good wins where they beat USC and Oregon, but their gear has been really, really gross. Uh, Utah coming off of a really nice win over UCLA at home. So this could be a really fun late night game, but I don't expect this to be terribly good. Uh, see last week's game against Washington where Stanford uh, and Washington were in the fourth quarter with the game being 9-6. to six. That's Big Ten crap. Get it off my late night slate. Saturday, 11.30 a.m., Army versus Air Force. This is a 10.30 a.m. local kick, and it's being played at Jerry World. Um, the Cowboys have disrespect, disrespected the troops by making them play at an awful time like this. I know the troops get up and they do their workouts and they salute and all that other fun stuff, but making them play football at 10.30 in the morning is just gross. But at least this game, because it's an option-heavy game, will be over by noon local, and I hope everyone enjoys some barbecue afterwards. Hammer the under on this game. Wake Forest at UNC at 12 p.m. on ABC. Now, this is an ACC game being played at noon, so why is it in the Group of Five report? That's because this isn't an ACC game. This is a non-conference game. Um, apparently, for some reason, they scheduled this game out of conference, even though they've been in the same conference for, like, multiple decades at this point, I'm pretty sure. Um, so even though they're in the same conference, out of conference... Sure. So regardless of what happens in this game, it has absolutely no bearing on ACC standings or who gets to move forward to the ACC championship game. Sure. UNC is also favored by two and a half. Don't know why. UNC has looked like absolute crap for the last three weeks, including the week where Mac Brown blamed the media for the high preseason ranking and expectations that were not realistic, according to him. So whatever. Um, Wake is really good. And Dave Clawson's running a fantastic offense over there. UNC is not as good as their preseason ranking. The fun index, though, on this game is a blustery 75.5. So put this on at least one of your screens, if not the big one. Also at noon, on the SEC Network, Liberty at Ole Miss. It's the return of Hugh Freeze to Oxford. We don't need to say anything more about that. Hugh Freeze is a gross human being, but the fun index on this game is 68.5. So let the pew-pew happen in Oxford. Also at noon, SMU at Memphis. I would be way more excited about this game if SMU had actually closed out against Houston. If you did not watch the end of the SMU-Houston game, go find your local YouTube and find the last two plays of the game, or the last two scoring plays of the game, excuse me, where SMU kicks a field goal to tie it, and then Houston runs back the ensuing kickoff to win the game with less than 20 seconds left. The fun index on this game is 70 and a half. Does SMU pick themselves up? I think so. Does they Do they pick their defense up from whatever bus station they got lost in last week? Maybe, maybe not. Who's to say? 3.30 p.m. on stadium, Middle Tennessee at Western Kentucky. Normally, I would not cover this game because it's uh, th- th- these two teams aren't that good. However... This week, uh, both of them applied to become part of the MAC. So this is an actual Saturday Maction game, as far as I'm concerned. Fun index here is 68. Neither team plays defense. Let's dance. 6 p.m. ESPN Plus Coastal at Georgia Southern. This should be a pretty fun game offensively. Georgia Southern is a pure triple option team. They came off of the uh, Paul Johnson tree. In fact, Paul Johnson was a coach there at one point, if I recall. Coastal runs their kind of weird hybrid option. Um, So 
Coastal is what Georgia Southern wants to be, I think, offensively. So this could actually be a really fun game to watch uh, from that standpoint. Um, Marshall at FAU at 6 p.m. on Facebook video. Again, sometimes you have to go to the depths of the internet to go find these things. FAU is coming off of a big win against bowl-bound UTEP. We'll talk about them in a moment. And now they face a feisty Marshall team. Marshall's had had three really, really, really close losses, including a few that seemed like, wait, why did you lose that game? But have since reeled off three wins in extremely convincing fashion. This is for first place in the QC East, so you should maybe keep an eye on the scoreboard and see if this gets close late. Boise at Fresno State at 7 p.m. on CBSSN, the Network of Champions. Fresno went into San Diego, excuse me, Los Angeles. San Diego State plays their games at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles because San Diego State Stadium is being rebuilt right now. But they went in to L.A. slash San Diego, Orange County, who's to say, and absolutely whomped them. This game was not close. San Diego State's offense is not built to come back. It is built to take the lead and hold it. Um, and because they were doing semi-well enough offensively, Matt Ariza, the incredible punter for San Diego State, also did not get to have a great night and show out for the big for the home fans. But Fresno, I think, needs to get this win. Uh, they need to prove that they are the upper echelon of the Mountain West. Boise has looked like crap all year. They have a really good win against BYU. They played with their food against Colorado State. Boise has not looked like the dominant Boise. Nothing has changed. I expect Fresno to roll. Oregon at Washington at 7.30 p.m. on ABC. This one got a little spicy in the lead-up to the game uh, with Washington coach Jimmy Lake saying that they battle for recruits against other academically prowess schools like Stanford when asked about recruiting against Oregon. Oregon, the president of the university, the AD, many people around the Oregon program have not taken kindly to these comments effectively saying, yeah, we we recruit against smart kids. We recruit the smart kids who want to go to smart schools, not the dumb kids who want to go to Oregon. And so Oregon might be fired up for this game based on like sort of being called dumb. I don't know, but I expect this to get real chippy in Oregon to try and place their number three playoff ranking uh, on on a bullet. 10-15, ESPN2, UTSA at UTEP. I've said a lot of acronyms there. Uh, that would be the University of Texas at San Antonio versus the University of Texas at El Paso. This is meet meet versus minors. Normally, this game is a weird delight for G5 people because it involves Texas teams. Texas teams can usually recruit the kids who fall off the football trees in Florida, or in Texas, excuse me, uh, that don't get picked up by Alabama, Ohio State, Texas, Texas Tech, Baylor, and all the other various, TCU as well, all of these kids who go to higher level schools, these kids still, these schools usually get good kids who just couldn't make it to those teams for whatever reason. UTSA is 8-0, and that's powered by Jeff Trailer running a really good offense, but also having really good relationships in the Texas high school football community, and he's getting better recruits than his predecessors and other teams of his level are getting uh, to the point where they just re-signed him to a very nice buyout to keep him from leaving for, or UTSA signed him to keep him from leaving for the USC, UT, UCLA, or not UCLA, LSU, Texas Tech, or TCU jobs. This could be a really fun game. Both of these teams are actually really 
decent to good. And UTEP is going bowling for the first time in a very, very, very long time. I expect them to get up for this game to try and prove that they're not just uh, a, a semi-ran here. And finally, at 10.30 p.m. on ESPN, we have USC at or at Arizona State. This game could have been fun. This game could have been cool. It could have had a lot of stakes. Instead, Arizona State and USC have fiddle-farted around. And this game is no longer for the Pac-12 South. And it's for, um, uh, it's for recruiting purposes in South Carolina, if, if I had to guess anything, really. Uh, you, ASU needs a bounce-back game. They got absolutely whomped by Wazoo last week. And that was built on having a ton of turnovers, including three in the first quarter. Now, I'm no mathematician, but if you have turnovers, whether football terms or baked goods, in that short of a period of time, it's a recipe for disaster. That's been this week's Group of Five report. Um, I'm going to turn it back over to Braden and Crappy to go through the rest of the games of this week. Again, keep your eye on the scoreboard, watch for the stupid, and we'll see you next week. Awesome, AJ. Thank you. I hope... You have fun watching your games, and um, I'm going to have fun watching the games that you just told me not to watch. So we're, we're all good with that. Um, <laughs> we want we want to start uh, a check in real quick with the Big Red Report. Uh, the lead here is ouch. Uh, Princeton uh, sitting atop of the Ivy League, uh, won 34 to 16 in a game that actually didn't feel that close, even though it was a, a night game at home for for the Big Red. Uh, my my nephew got his normal special teams time. Did not get any additional carries. Um, uh, night, he has a stat line of uh, two carries and a net zero yards so far. Um, he's a little bit down on the depth chart, but but uh, no negative good. plays. No negative no, plays. No, no, no. That's what matters. Um, and my my sister in law brother, my sister and brother in law went to their first game. Uh, this was their first game, and it was a like a chilly monsoon in Ooh. in Ooh. upstate New York and they stuck through it anyway so um uh, good for them this week uh, cornell's probably this is probably their best shot to get one more win on the season uh they're going to philly uh play the three and four pen quakers i'm, I'm not sure i have a prediction here i'm uh, cornell can beat this team but i they, there's a lot of inconsistency that we've when we've talked about that all the year um do, do you have thoughts Braden? uh about cornell yeah, yeah, Cornell Big. Um, okay, no, que Good. no question. And and this All is your right. nephew, correct? That plays there. Yes, yes. So Co Cornell Big, and if that coach knows what he's what he's doing, we'll we'll get a few more offensive reps. I like um, it for for the young crappy there. Um, <laughs> I think uh, here's what the, here's here's my Ivy League thought of the week. Yes, since, yes. Since I uh, I don't want to insult the the wonderful folks who actually pay attention to Ivy League football. Um, I I was watching uh, the Titans Colts game over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Just like wondering like what Jonathan Taylor would have done to the Ivy league. Like he was going to go to Harvard. He ends up going to, he ends up going to Wisconsin. Right. We all know I voted for him twice in my top three as a Heisman voter. He was number three on my list twice. Uh, he might've actually been number two on my list one time. Um, but I maybe three times. I'm not sure he was that good at Wisconsin, but I was just watching him. He's number two in the NFL and rushing now in just his second season. I'm going, can you imagine Ivy League defenders trying to trying to tackle Jonathan Taylor 300 times a season for four straight seasons. Oh, like, oh that's wow. not fair. It's not fair. Um, and it's it, no, it's not fair. And and you have, I mean, th these guys are still you know legitimate college athletes. They're not they're not playing D one ball. But 
um sure, sure. that's th- there's still a, a a huge difference there and yikes that's uh between the nfl and the ivy league yeah yeah <laughs> here's my here's my 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 famous i i, I don't i've never told this story uh on the show um my one football claim to fame uh i am i am not large i am not fast and my high school football coaches uh spent a lot of time figuring out what the hell to do with me there was a there was a um a scrimmage against a a, a dublin ohio high school I, I grew up in columbus i'm playing for upper arlington um and they had me playing defensive end and my biggest claim to fame this actually came up at an ohio state game a couple of weeks ago because he was there introduced as a captain a former captain i tackled vince workman um wow. somehow just i, I uh, kind of ducked <laughs> under a double team attempt from a tight end and met him in the hole and it hurt i mean holy crap it oh, man, that's <laughs> tremendous. it it was you know when he was a he was a couple years older than me um that was the start of his senior year um so that was it that was the pinnacle of my of my uh my football career can i can i can i do can i go now please 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 um and this, will also, this will also tie into the big 10 okay um i was so i grew I, I played football in middle school in austin texas okay and then went to high school one year there at westlake high school ended up mm-hmm. going to moving to nashville playing football in nashville and there were a couple of players i played against in nashville that ended up playing d1 like we had a nice. you know, our, our rival High school had a, you know, Bill Winnemore was like a punter for Florida State. And, okay. you know, Ben Coger played safety at Vanderbilt. But it's those kinds of guys, right? Those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And and actually, the punter at Florida State was actually a quarterback. Ingle Martin, I think, famously went was was from here. Um, mm-hmm. But but truly, my closest brush with that type of thing was my freshman year at Westlake High School in Austin, Texas. There was this short five foot 11 five foot 10 quarterback who led our team to a state championship nice. 6a 5a 6a state championship biggest they beat tyler john tyler in the championship game by like 45 points Oof, which is wow. the biggest which means they are the best football team in the highest division in the state of texas my senior mm-hmm. my freshman year mm-hmm. and i they had five football teams varsity jva jvb freshman a and freshman b wow <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 3,500 3, students. This was right out of Friday Night Lights. This is like, yeah. except for not a small town like Austin, mm-hmm. because the JVB team got to practice with the varsity and the JVA. Okay. I was in the wide receiver line when the starting quarterback was throwing some, some reps. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a lot of offers coming out of high school. Ended up going to Purdue, throwing for about 14,000 yards in college. Threw for about... I don't know, like 500 plus touchdowns in the NFL. Uh, I was like three, I was like three players away from catching a practice pass from high school. Drew Brees. I was, I was, wow. I was three, like he got, he goes out, the backup comes in, the backup starts throwing reps and I caught. I missed it by like two players. And I was so pissed. Like one practice, I got a chance right. to practice. I was on the practice field with Drew Brees. <laughs> That's that, that totally counts. That that absolutely counts. <laughs> that totally counts. Um, and I would I would take I would take Drew Brees. Uh, I mean, you know, Vince Workman was a captain of Ohio State. Uh, played in the NFL for a few years. I, I'm 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 happy with that. Um, but being on the same practice field as as Drew Brees, ostensibly as a contemporary, as your teammate, right? 
not really. No, okay. 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 We we would have like scout team version of like uh all right. There were there were maybe like two so- this was crazy. There was maybe two sophomores. Uh-huh. Or three or like three or four sophomores that actually made varsity. And I was a freshman mm-hmm. and so I was on the like the ju- junior varsity B team or whatever. Like it wasn't okay. even I wasn't even JVA. It was JV but I was so proud of myself for not being on one of the two freshman teams. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, big, that, big that totally school. counts. That totally counts. That totally counts. Let's, uh, let's get to the three games that we're going to talk about uh, this week uh, real briefly. Uh, we're going to start with, uh, I believe this is at noon on Saturday, number 10, Wake Forest uh, makes the short trip to Chapel Hill to play North Carolina. Carolina is favored in this game by two and a half points. Um, you may or may not know this, but we have been referring to the over and under, under number as the AJ Fun Index. Uh, higher means AJ is more likely to pay attention okay. to it. Uh, so the AJ Fun Index, in here, index here is a, a very nice, the 76 and a half points. Uh, what do you think about this one? Uh, first of all, uh, I, I resent the fun meter um, because <laughs> because. If that's the case, then Iowa, Wisconsin, uh, fun meter of 36 and a half last week, which, oh, by the way, hit the under. <laughs> that came up. Believe me, that, that came up. That, that is still an awesome football game, even if it's low scoring. And we are <laughs> this is the year of the defense. Yeah. Uh, that will not be happening in this game. Wake Forest cannot right. stop the run. Uh, North Carolina with Sam Howell can sling it all over the place. Uh, Wake Forest gave up 56, I believe, to Army in a win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you had the under 126 against Army and Wake Forest, <laughs> you actually would have lost. Right. Um, the fun index there was off the charts. Yes. Um, I What's interesting about this game is it's a non-conference game. Uh-huh. Uh, it is okay. not a conference game between Wake Forest, who's undefeated. And if so if they're going to lose, this actually is a good one for them to lose mm-hmm. because then they finish with NC State, Clemson, and Boston College in the division trying to win the, the ACC Atlantic. So if you're going to slip up, this is actually the game to have the slip up. North Carolina is favored for a reason. They're going to score a bunch of points, but Wake mm-hmm. Forest is scoring like crazy. They're very well coached. The next coach at Nebraska, Dave Clawson, is doing a great job at Wake Forest. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I like. I, there's a reason North Carolina is favored. I would take North Carolina, but I this is one of those where I'm not betting against Wake Forest, so I'm not touching okay. this one from a okay. gambling per, gambling perspective. But two to AJ's fun indexes point. Mm-hmm. If, if mm-hmm. an inanimate object can have a point, um, this will be a very fun football game. Lots of good quarterback play, lots of good scheme and design. Not a lot of defense should be a lot of fun. Um, if, if, if wake can just kind of do the basic speed bump defense um, and then, and then, you know, um, do what they do on offense. I, I think this is a winnable game for, for them. So I'm going to, I'm going to ride the Deacons uh, again for another week, and and uh, hopefully they can come out of out of Chapel Hill with the win. Um, three thirty on Saturday, uh, number two Cincinnati at Tulsa. Uh, you see, is favored by twenty two and a half points. Uh, AJ is will be less excited about this game with the fun index of fifty four and a half. Um, what do you think about this one? Yeah, uh, you, Tulsa defensively last season was like an extraordinary football team. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and they they're just not anymore. So there's my analysis. <laughs> um, I, Cincinnati has to make they they have to prove people like me wrong, mm-hmm. and maybe that's not fair. Maybe that's not the, the way the game should work. And when the playoff expands and they get an automatic bid and they 
finally find out what it's like to get to play in the playoff against Alabama thoughts and prayers uh, and the G five finally gets what it wants, then they'll understand what we've been talking about all this time. So they, right. they've got to prove people like me wrong. They've got to go out and win. They've got to win convincingly. They've got to start covering spreads. They cannot, I like Tulane. I like Willie Fritz. I think they're a well-coached team, mm-hmm. but they're still one in six. And it's an, it, you just, you can't, you, you can't sort of like slow play those games. Right. I, Isaiah Ford is unbelievable. I think he should be getting Heisman conversation more than actually Desmond Ritter. I think he's carried them in a lot of big spots. I think he's a fantastic player. Uh, they, they need to, They've got they've got NFL talent on the defense. Like they, they need to put it all together and mm-hmm. post some like fifty six to ten type performances over the next few weeks. Like they, okay. they need to, they need to do that to Tulsa this weekend. And that's I mean they can uh, they're capable of of uh, of covering this spread. Um, and I don't I mean, Tulsa as you mentioned I, I saw a couple Tulsa games last season and they they looked uh, they looked solid. I, they gave uh, Oklahoma State everything they could handle. Um, at Oklahoma State, uh, one of the games that I watched. And, of course, they gave Ohio State fits uh, earlier this year. Um, that maybe had more to do with Ohio State's defense and um, than, than anything that Tulsa uh, did or didn't do. Uh, but the, this has got to be a, a, a Cincinnati, not, not just a win, but, uh, but a big one. Um, if they're going to get the style points they need, um, the style points yeah, that everyone talks about. Yeah, Zayvon Collins is not on that team anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I wanted to uh to, to grab one more game, and uh, we're we're doing this uh basically for you. Uh, maybe not a game that we would normally pay attention to, but I think I, I'm just, this is this is a, a a potentially good game. Um, 7 p.m. Your Tennessee Volunteers mm. uh at number 18 Kentucky. UK is favored by two. Uh, fun index is a respectable 57 and a half points. Uh, what what do you think here? Uh, I have no clue. Um, okay. Good. I think it's <laughs> good, good hanging out with you. No, I, I think it's actually bad that Kentucky went down to Mississippi State and laid an egg. I mm-hmm. think for some reason, I think Mark Stoops is 0-5 in Starkville, which is very strange. But That I, is weird. Like, wow. Like we saw with Penn State. Mm-hmm. They, they, I don't know if they took two weeks to prepare for Ohio State or what, mm-hmm. but they, they clearly – good teams can lose – to bad to not good teams and then they come back and they have hellfire and brimstone weeks of practice and yes. Penn State clearly practiced its its rear end off for the right. Ohio State game right I expect Kentucky Tennessee can still go in there and win they can score points Hendon Hooker at quarterback is playing well their defense is playing over their skis but this is a physical Kentucky team mm-hmm. that you have to win like the only team that didn't get their offensive line pushed back into the quarterback by Georgia was Kentucky. Like if you go back and watch the Kentucky Georgia game, one of the only, one of the things that stood out the most to me was that their offensive line actually held their own against the Georgia front, which is an astonishing thing to say. Yeah. So I think that's a concern for me if I'm Tennessee, I also think you're going to get the best version of Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Um, They're at home and they're coming off a loss. I think this week of practice will be incredibly intense. If Will Levis, former Penn state lion can actually, can actually get the ball to some of those, weapons in space then i think they can they'll be able to score on tennessee but tennessee fans are riding high right now they feel like they're the better team i this could define a successful season for first year coach josh heupel i sure there's a there the tennessee fans are putting a lot on this game and that generally makes me very nervous (laughs) okay okay that's fair um i just kentucky's the better football team but tennessee's playing Mm -hmm. well enough and had a week off let's i think it's gonna be a, a good football game 
Okay. Okay. I, 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 I would, I would pick Kentucky. Um, I, I really like uh, Levis in the, in the, in the role that he has down there. Um, I wonder what Penn state would look like if he had been able to, to, to spell uh, uh, Clifford when Clifford has had his injuries. I, I remember seeing that two headed quarterback thing uh, last year, and it was not pleasing to be on the other side when that, when that stuff was going on. Um, the physicality, uh, I love their offensive line. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think Kentucky is the, uh, is, is the pick here. This, this will be a fun game to watch. It'll be a good way to wrap up the day for me. Um, and there is a lot of, uh, there are, there's a lot of Ohio vibes and scents all over that Kentucky program. It, yes. It's a, yes. There's a lot, there's a, there's like a waft of Ohio that comes across the river <laughs> that, that lands at Kentucky tailgates all the mm-hmm. time, which is, which is, and I say this, with all love and respect, yes. Having dated someone from Ohio one time, okay, I, I survived. Um, I, the Kentucky fans need to learn how to like be nice at tailgates. Like you, you, you know. And I, and I, my thought is that they're just too close to Ohio. But huh. <laughs> okay, okay, that could be. Like, but they also haven't been. They're a basketball program. Like they're not used to. Yeah. Like cooking up a big old piece of meat smoking it for hours outside of a football stadium and then like serving it to your opponent's fans. Like they have, they're not used to that. You know, uh, we do that at our tailgates. Um, whenever we have a chance, I right. did my, my wife, a couple of Penn state fans walked by and my wife is like, do you, do you want a yingling or do you want something good? Which I guess is <laughs> totally agree. Sort of, sort of nice, sort of nice. Um, no, that's, but see, that's exactly, that is how the best tailgates are. That is yes. how LSU yes. tailgates LSU's like, screw you. Here, have some gumbo. Like, <laughs> and Kentucky wasn't like that. Kentucky's yeah. sort of like, they're kind of like into their own feelings right now about having a great season. And so mm-hmm. uh, as Tennessee fans going up there, I'm just curious to see what the, uh, what the vibes will be. Uh, okay. It'll be interesting. Okay. I'm glad, to hear, I'm glad to hear you guys are tailgating the right way. We have, we have fun. We do. Uh, boys and girls, you can hear the Carly and Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube and the show's Facebook page. Uh, if you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. Um, be sure to come back next week to see exactly how wrong we were. Uh, Braden Gall, do you have uh, one final thoughts, college football related or semi in, along those lines? Yeah, let me uh, just... Love the chaos, pro chaos. Always Good. want to see chaos. Good. Give me as much chaos as possible. Um, I'll throw out one game: the A the A M Auburn game. Yeah, people are putting a lot on it, and they should, and that's cool. But what's better is that no matter what happens in that game, there is still a chance that Alabama won't win the division. So that so if A and M wins, yeah, then it means if if Auburn and I'll land the plane here. If Auburn can beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl, it does not matter who wins the AM Auburn game mm-hmm. this weekend because one of those two teams will have a chance to jump Alabama on the last right. week of the regular season should Auburn win the Iron Bowl. So okay. just remember that. It's a really okay. big game this weekend, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter who wins. Alabama could still lose. And that's the important thing. That's always a fun thing. It warms my heart <laughs> to hear it. Uh, my final thought is a shout out. Um, you guys listen to the show. Uh, my friend Kelly Krieg was on last weekend, so we could we could concentrate on Big Ten stuff and and especially Penn State, Ohio State. Uh, you guys will also recall that her eight year old son Aiden picked games along with us 
first time we'd ever we'd ever had like the uh, the junior varsity i think is what we we called the um uh, what we called that episode um and of the three human beings making picks last weekend only one of them picked all three games correctly Braden, who do you suppose that would be i'm i'm guessing that is the junior varsity the junior varsity aiden krieg had a boy picked all three games correctly his mom did not i did not <laughs> um we're not huge sticklers for accuracy here uh never never wanted to let that uh, get in the way of our fun but but aiden um you deserve credit my friend and uh we will have you back on the show anytime you want um because apparently we need the help has has, has baby ellie started making picks yet no, Baby Ellie made an appearance in in Carla's video. I understand okay. you've actually okay. met Baby Ellie. I, she... I, I I have had the luxury of meeting okay. Baby Baby Ellie. She she's a woman of few words, so podcasting mm, yeah, okay. not quite ready yet. Um, but she Every is, year uh, or two she'll be fine. Yeah, she 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 is uh, as gorgeous as possible and Excellent. healthy as possible, and uh, she's an absolute uh, gem. And my wife got to hold her. I got to hold her and. I'm just glad that my wife gave her back in a timely fashion. <laughs> always and, a danger. There's always that any, moment. And, and didn't get any ideas. We <laughs> have our own too. We don't need any more. <laughs> um, uh, Brayden, I really appreciate this. Where, where, uh, where's the best place that, that we can, we can find you? Just yet, yeah, just a, attack all of my opinions and uh, character on Twitter at Braden Gall. Tell right. me how wrong, tell me how wrong I am. I, I, I love the opportunity that to have someone take time out of their day to jump onto a social media platform to tell me how they don't like my rankings, especially you Michigan okay. State fans, especially you Michigan State fans. So at, at Braden Gall, and from there you can find all the podcasts, all it's the all, different shows. It's, it's all, all there. It's all there. It's so. all there. I'm, Turn I'm, I'm, my name is Braden Gall, and I'm on the internet. <laughs> Uh, if you, if, like I said at the outset, if you, uh, if you turn it on, he's, he's going to be on someplace. It's it pretty much, he sleeps two hours a day and that's about it. That's about yeah, it. That's probably true. Uh, Braden, I really appreciate this. We're taping this in the afternoon. So I have, I have waters to, to cheer with. I think you have the same. Um, thank you, my friend. Uh, we really appreciate the help and, uh, boys, boys and girls. Thank you for listening, watching coming back week after week. Um, and uh, if you come back next week, we'll be here then too. Thanks everyone. Cheers.